Hello, Kate. Good morning. So Good beautiful morning. to have you here with us today. Yeah, so tell us you. about you, your name, where you come from, where you are right now, what land, what piece of land, who are uh, you? Well, uh, I mean, I'm living on unceded Peach Territory, which is uh, also right now named uh, Los Angeles, Venice, actually, um, in California. And uh, I actually began my life in Australia, also on unceded land, which we are all learning so much about. Uh, so I've lived in, um, in the United States for about 35 years. And uh, I, I got involved in this crazy practice through my daughter, who was in middle school at Palms Middle School here in L.A., and her teacher, who many people know as Joe Provisor, was uh, teaching language arts but using counsel every week. And she said, it was so funny because she said, Mum, we do this thing and I don't know how to describe it, but I want you to find out about it, which is so great because how do you ever describe counsel? So I went along. Joe was having a little parent counsel. There were only, I guess, three of us there. And um, I just got hooked immediately. And I often think about that when, when people talk about, you know, what's a successful council, what size is successful. And, you know, by any stretch of the imagination, you could say having three people in this uh, parent council that, that, you know, he'd sent out um, messages about would look like a failure. But what came out of that was me as a trainer who, 21, 22, 23 years on, I'm still, um, you know, it, it's really, it's my life. Council is, uh, I, I live the way of council. So I would say, you know, never think that any size group is too small for what you want to do. If what you want to do is to um, just uh, encourage more people to sit in this way. So uh, I found out about council. I then got involved in uh, the council in schools program. So um, we introduced it to my son's um, elementary school, and that was the first public elementary school in Los Angeles that it had been introduced in. And Joe, who became my mentor, was really interested to see how would this happen in, uh, in a school with the little ones. And I, I just, I really took to it. I loved uh, talking about, um, you know, the story of when you lost your first tooth with uh, second graders and all of that. So uh, I got very involved in um, elementary school council, my favorite, uh, and um, introduced it to another four or five schools in Los Angeles. And, you know, somewhere in the middle of all that, I, I just felt like I wanted to um, provide a space for adults to just sit. And um, very fortunately, we have a house that has a big front room that we've deliberately decided to keep fairly absent of furniture and uh, that's become our council space. So for about 20 years, I was holding um, what I would now call council on the carpet. Um, <laughs> you know, it started off being called the magic circle club. And then some people said, oh, people get weird about magic or circles. And so I said, okay, how about second Thursday council? And so it was held on the second Thursday of each month. And, uh, and so it was really an open council drop in, anybody could come, no one had to feel badly if they couldn't make it. Uh, and the list kind of grew. So it started off being 
parents and a few teachers from that school. And, um, and so it really became a, a, a beautiful mix of parents and teachers and just other, what I also coined the council curious. So people who wanted to share it with their family. And yet again, like my daughter, how do we talk about this thing? How do we describe it? And so it seemed like this would be a good way for people to just say, look, I do this thing. Just could you come along and, and check it out? And um, so I wanted a space for that. And then eventually, I mean, I, I was very involved with a tree planting organization and I, I used to think um, we're so busy planting trees, but we, we don't necessarily always put the same energy and excitement into the maintenance of trees and watering and pruning and all. And it felt like that to me with council that we're so busy training people and putting people through a council training. And what were we doing to water and prune and nurture and maintain that practice? And so my goal really was to not to really bring people into my uh, my house, but to give people the sense of being able to do this for themselves. And and so I began other programs like um, uh, the facilitator path, where I invited people to sign up for a year and uh, and actually co-facilitate with me, or have two people co-facilitate together. And then after the council and when everyone had left the house, we would just sit, this group of students would sit and just go over what happened, not in terms of content, obviously, but um, what was that like facilitating? And did you notice the arc of that council? And when that person dropped that big story, what did we do? Yeah, we allowed for that story to really uh, resonate for people before we moved on. And so um, just talking about the craft afterwards as a way to demystify it um, such that people could do it for themselves. I just think there are probably more people that go through a training and never ever facilitate a council than the other way around. So that's always been my goal. Um, I spun off lots of other things, um, a mother-daughter council weekend with my daughter that um, we did for about seven years where uh, we brought the people from that most dynamic relationship of mothers and daughters together for a weekend of exploration using council. And so I find that uh, it really, it doesn't take very long. You don't really need to have gone through a training to be able to sit in this way. So that was, uh, that was very satisfying. Um, I've looked at death in council, um, uh, a year long program of um, looking at our own death and what we need to do to prepare for it. How do we grieve? Um, all of that, which I think is kind of prescient right now, not for me to do, but for someone else. And I'm sure many people are doing that, grief councils. Um, also, um, I looked at the, uh, the universal medicine wheel and um, have had a program for about seven or eight years of uh, meeting once a month and um, really digging into which particular shield we're in. So right now, here it is spring, we're coming out of the East Shield but looking at all the qualities um, and elements of being in the East and what that means in our life. And so that's, that's been fun. But I also, I get kind of tired with my own programs. And so I, I find I'm always uh, generating new stuff. And um, usually I'll just say, Hey, how about we do this? And then someone will say, yeah, that sounds like fun. And so then we, a new program <laughs> starts from that. Mm -hmm. And then of course, um, 
you know, when COVID hit, everything, uh, of course, shut down. And uh, I had a lot of things that were in the works that we just had to close, as everyone did. But I really missed council. And I don't really do this for anyone else. I'm, I'm kind of selfish. I do this for myself. And I just love that I have playmates who want to play with me. So um, more times than not, at the beginning of any council, I'll, I'll say thank you for um, showing up so that I can be in my practice. And without you, I couldn't be in my practice. So I thought, uh, having already been really familiar with Zoom from having uh, sat on the trainer's mentoring circle with some of our good friends, uh, we were already doing Zooms in our monthly meetings because we had uh, someone in Canada, we had someone in Hawaii and other people here on the mainland. So uh, we were very used to sitting in council on Zoom. So it, it was a pretty easy no-brainer for me to then take my practice onto Zoom. And I started off, I thought, all right, you know, so I have that drop-in council once a month. I'll do one of those once a month. And pretty soon it was clear that people really, really needed to be able to, uh, to connect because we had this physical distancing and so we needed... Um, social intimacy still so uh i went from once a month quickly to once every week and kind of settled into once every two weeks uh online and a lot of the people who showed up for that were people who were living on their own um and other people who showed up for that were people who live uh still in los angeles but maybe 10 miles away from me and never came to anything in my house because of the traffic. And they were saying, well, finally, I can participate because I don't have to travel. Uh, and so it went from uh, something that was intensely local to a little bit broader than local and then pretty much to um, national and even with some people from Australia. I have a... Um, quite a few people in Australia that uh, had been part of trainings that I had um, led over there. And here was the opportunity for them to be a part of this same circle. Um, a woman who had stayed with us, who lives now in Kansas City, and had really mourned the fact that she didn't live in LA, loved counsel, said, oh, I so wish that I could take a training and I'd love to be able to show up at your house every month. And I'm so sad. And I was encouraging her to do things uh, where she was living, but suddenly she could be a part of it. Mm -hmm. So having um, had it be quite successful, just, just bringing people online, um, I got together with my friend and colleague Lillian and we decided to do a training. And we've now done two. And even as we come out of the pandemic, I think we're going to continue to do online trainings. We were kind of uh, blown away by how effective a Council One training was online, such that uh, in our survey, our post-training survey, when we asked about the most, um, you know, the, the, the favorite activity, some, <laughs> like probably half the people said silent council. Yes, we actually did silent council, where everybody was holding the piece and um, we were instructing people to just, uh, pin the uh, video of the person who was holding the piece and to give them that beautiful, unconditional, positive regard, treat them like they are a newborn babe. And um, 
the same response that happens in person with silent counsel of tears, of uh, embarrassment, of, oh my goodness, people are, are looking at me. All of the same things came up online. Um, we did spirals, we did fishbowl councils, you know, it just required a little bit of um, creativity to work out how to use the, the camera on and camera off mode. Uh, and um, I'd say that the only thing that was somewhat diminished for me is the field reading is harder because you don't have the whole body to watch and um, and yeah just just the fact that you've only got the two dimensions and and I think part of of how I've been able to see both the advantage which of course is that many more people can participate and also the disadvantage of online council is that last month we had our first in-person council here on the carpet uh -huh. mm -hmm. and um, I just I thought I'm going to put a toe in the water here and um, I did something that might seem controversial but I said if you can just text me or email me uh, a photograph of your card your vaccination card which I will immediately trash after I've seen it and I'll just note your name um, then uh, let's have a council so my invitation was got jabbed, then come sit. And so I can't tell you how uh, sweet this council was, that um, everyone was like a five-year-old and it was a sensory council. Nobody told all the stories we've been hearing over the last year about the pandemic. Where were you when it happened? What's happened to your family? All of the, you know, the uh, racial unrest in the summertime and the protests and all the things that we've been talking about which it hasn't been a lot because there's not been a lot happening um but just all the national news uh was all sort of put to the side and people were saying things like it's so wonderful to feel someone else's carpet it it's you know your name isn't in the bottom left hand corner you have feet i'm 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 i can <laughs> I can feel and smell a different house. I'm in a different house. Um, you know, one person said, I don't even care what we talk about. I just wouldn't have missed this for anything. And, and we were all like five-year-olds, like we were doing something for the first time. It was just this, um, this uh, sense of um, suddenly it was more than just our eyes, but our whole bodies were involved in the practice. So that was very sweet. And, and it's tentative and we're going to try it again uh, this month. And if we need to stop it down the road, we will, but um, we're just uh, putting our toe in the water. And I think uh, we'll also, I'm, you know, one of my pro, one of the, the programs I do this uh, year on the wheel, the medicine wheel work, uh, we have a couple of people who left town and haven't come back yet. So tonight we're having uh, half of the group is going to be here in person and the other half is going to be on Zoom in the room. Oh, so we'll put the them in. on a, yeah, yeah, we'll have <clears> them <throat> in a back jack and, um, and we'll see how that goes. So I just, uh, I think that uh, from, from my perspective, this pandemic has expanded our opportunities for um, involving more people in our practice, just as I think many people have discovered that we don't have those, uh, those geographical boundaries that we had before and with a little uh, creativity 
we can um, create exactly that same feeling. And I know that it was a, uh, it was just a real lifesaver for a lot of people. And as I'm pulling out of doing those Zoom councils, um, other people are picking it up because they, they're, they're missing that. And um, the one thing that I've started, it's new, is to take the idea of that facilitator path and have that online with all of the people who have gone through these online trainings. So I'm calling that practice the practice. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're getting together once a month and pretty much doing that same thing. Oh, I'd like to try facilitating. I'd like to see how a spiral works. Um, I want more help with uh, forming prompts. And so we have uh, a mixture of trainers coming through and then new people coming through and just, um, just relishing our practice in the usual way we would. And then being able to look at it afterwards, after the council's finished, staying behind and talking about how that went. So wow. it, it's been kind of somewhat seamless for me to just go from in person to online. Well, I have to say to everybody that I was in the year, um, one year on the wheel and I was a part of, of Kate's councils and they are incredible. And if anybody wanted to see your offerings, where should they go? Is there any website? What? Yes, my, we find my, my website is uh, councilheart.com, C-O-U-N-C-I-L, of course, H-E-A-R-T dot com and i've got to say ways of council has been um an amazing resource i'm we've had more than uh two or three people that found our trainings by going to to that site and so i think the algorithms are all pointing to <laughs> ways of council which is great so beautiful yeah. yeah so continue coming to ways of council and then visit council heart right and the dot com a, a beautiful offering and um, thank you so much, Kate. Thank you for what you do, who you are in this world, and uh, for your offerings, and for this uh, voice that you brought to the, the Council of Voices. Thank you so much, my dear. Is there, any, is there anything else that you would like everybody to walk away with out of this circle? Oh. Uh, no, just just my usual thing is just keep calling those circles. Don't be shy or embarrassed. Just uh, pull your friends in, pull your family in, go to a, a, a senior center, anywhere where you can find a circle that perhaps you can practice your facilitation. Just go for it. Let's go for it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks, Yamin. <laughs>